Welcome to the Unreported World podcast, Spring 2014. In an eye-opening edition, reporter Adia Depitan and director Andrew Carter travel to Kingston to investigate the growth of homophobic attacks and meet the gay and transgender group who've ended up living in a storm drain where they suffer shocking violence, attacks and insults because of their sexuality. So God said to, to the man and to the woman, be fruitful and multiply. Man need a female. Man need a woman. Man cannot multiply with man. Oh, praise the Lord. Jamaica is a difficult place to be gay. Pentecostal preacher Clive Campbell finds a receptive audience for his street sermon on homosexuality. Reach a stage in our country where it is told that we should exercise tolerance. But let me remind you something. It is an abomination for a man to leave the convenience of a woman. Look how woman sweet. A man of sex, man bottom. You're dirty and nasty. You are washed with the blood. The tone of teachings like this one in downtown Kingston fuels an atmosphere of fear for gays. Leviticus said they shall surely be put to death. For one group of gay and transgender people in the Jamaican capital, this message of fire and brimstone has pushed them to the very edge of existence. I'm on my way to visit an underground community, and when they say underground, it really means underground. This storm drain in New Kingston is designed to carry away things that don't belong on the streets usually flood water and rubbish. Hello. Hi, guys. Now it's become home to a group of people who say they've been swept out of Jamaican society because of their sexuality. Is this your bed, then? My bed. How many people stay on this one? Sometimes three. And how many of you will sleep down here at once? What's the maximum you've had? Roughly 25. 25? That's a lot of people. A lot of gay men. Don't live nowhere. Surviving down here takes careful housekeeping. A juice, banana tree. I will look for groceries, something. Keep in here. No rat alone. So there's loads of rats. Lots of rats. Even outside, the gully is hot, crowded, and filthy. So, Paul, how did you how did you end up down here then? Well, you know, I want my phone. Consciously, I couldn't go sit in the park. 10, 20 man, roll on and talk or laugh. Gay people are going to meet, you know, you need a safe space to meet. In the last few months, this meeting place for gay men has become a home and a sanctuary from homophobic attitudes at large in the country. Have any of you experienced violence? See, there one man swim on a stone in my face. They cut my teeth and bust up the wall of my mouth. Quite a few of us under this right here get serious damage. Sasha Berry says she was attacked for being transgender. She was born male but always felt female. She went to meet one man and found herself ambushed by a gang of a dozen. One of them, one of them doing the damage. One of them have the knife and then doing damage. What, he stabbed you? Yes, but punctured the lung. Jeez, it punctured your lung? Yeah. How many times did they stab you then? You didn't... Four times. Four times? Yeah. You could have died. Yeah, I could have. 
you could have easily maybe dressed more like a guy and you'd have less problems and still be gay. Yeah. Man, man clothes cannot change nothing at all. The walking, <laughs> talking, and laughing, attitude, tell us. This is you. There are no facilities here. Cooking and washing up are done in the gutter. Water comes from a broken pipe under a road bridge. The gully isn't in a poor part of town. This is New Kingston, the Jamaican capital's business district. A lot of these guys are really worried about getting their faces caught on camera because they're worried about being recognised by family members. And also, this is not a situation you really want people to see you in. Chrissy is 21 and was born male, but Chrissy feels her true gender is female. She didn't feel safe expressing this at home, and so she's lived on the streets on and off since she was 12. Do you think more Jamaicans should see this the way you guys are forced to live? Well, some Jamaicans will be more, but that will leave like a stigma on us to um, bring down the family. Chrissy offered to show me where she grew up with her family before she came out. These downtown ghettos are notoriously tough and intolerant of men who don't live up to the hard man image. We've got to keep a low profile, keep the camera down, we can't walk out on the streets because it's a very dangerous area, it's violent around here. Chrissy is a target to those who hate gays. She has a male body and has sex with men. Do you wish that you could be able to just walk through these streets, yes, be yeah. who you are? Relaxed yes, I, yes, I wish, because probably if I could, life would be 100 more percent better for me. I wouldn't have to be living like this. I wouldn't be have to go back into the gully right now when I'm finished this interview. This is my yard. This is where I'm... Just over I'm here? Born, yeah, I'm born and grew up here. So you got some deep, deep roots here. This is where I have most of my fun growing up in life. Chrissy hasn't seen most of her extended family for several years. She is in contact with her sister, who we bump into, but she doesn't want her face on camera. That's my sister there going. She's very wonderful. She walked a thousand miles for me. Is your sister the only person in your family who knows you're living in a gully? Yeah. Living at home meant a stark choice for Chrissy: Suppress her sexuality or face hostility against her or her family. Instead, she decided to leave. Together with other homeless gay and transgender friends, Chrissy went to live here. So was there a house here then? Yeah. There, the, um, that was one of the spots where the house was, and over there. 25 guys squatted here for six months. What was this like for you in comparison to living in the gully? Well, it was more comfortable 100% because remember it's a housing, you have shelter over your head and so forth, you have door coach clothes. Under pressure from the neighbours, the site's owner chased the group away and levelled the place. They went from squat to squat, being moved on each time by police or landlords and eventually ended up at the gully. Why do you congregate in such a big group? Why is there, like, so many of you, you know, how no, comes... we don't have anywhere else to go, mm. so we can't separate it from each other. So we have to stick together, brother, for further flock together. 
our society is not with us um, already. If we are not caring for ourselves, if we can do that, society now but try to help me. Jamaica has a reputation for its intolerance of homosexuality. Male gay sex is punishable by 10 years hard labor. And violent hostility towards batty men, as they're called, is entrenched in the island's culture. Late evening at the gully, it's time to get ready for work. Many of the guys didn't finish school, and without an address, it's difficult to get a job. Sasha's been homeless for the last two years. She makes a living selling what she has, her body. Seems like a long process. How long does it take you to get dressed? One hour. <laughs> I, like, I like to present myself properly. One hour? Yeah. I want... <laughs> oh God, I'm beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you look completely different. When do you go out? So The gully is close to an area known for transgender prostitutes. Chrissy and the guys say their clients are both gay and straight. How dangerous is it to do what you're doing? They're very, very, very dangerous. Um, I'm running a great, great race because I know friends who have passed um, because of it, who died, got gunshots, tub. Do you think there's um, a lot of hypocrisy in Jamaica uh, with all the homophobia, yet you guys are able to get clients all the time? Yes, it is very, 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 very hypocritical. Sometimes you, you, you go to some gay parties and you wonder where such a large crowd come from. You yourself, turn to yourself and like, there's so many gays in Jamaica. We asked to film at two secret gay club nights, but the organizers refused. Most homosexuals in Jamaica work hard to keep their sexuality hidden. Those who are openly out are in the firing line, as I was about to discover. Tonight's one of the biggest nights in Jamaica because it's the night of the final of the athletics championships. Jamaicans love their athletics. Thousands of people leaving the stadium are streaming past the gully. Whoa, just heard some stones being thrown. Some of the athletics crowd have found a new field event, stoning. What's going on? What has happened? It's just becoming... It's becoming chaotic. Look at this. Wow, that was a big stone. Why are they throwing stones at them? Because they want trouble them because them gay. I think man they with man. Yeah, but what... Eventually, a police riot squad turns up to disperse the crowd. If they're going to throw stones and try to harm us, what do you expect us to do? Defend ourselves. What is happening? Why, why is so much police with the guns and everything going on there? Members of the diverse society, as we call them. Yes. I don't want to call them a group of homosexuals throwing stones in passing pedestrians. What? You're saying they're throwing stones at the pedestrians? 
It looked like it was the other way around to me. Same. They look scared to you? Yeah, they did actually. Yeah. We went to speak to one. He was like, I don't screaming. Know they are. Have you spoken to them? No, I haven't. No one was hurt this time, but the guys in the gully say attacks like this happen regularly. Can you believe the amount of the amount of tension that this has caused? I can't understand why as a kid you would decide to come home and just throw stones at people because they're gay. It's just it's just strange. It's something that doesn't compute with me. bizarre that in this area which looks quite well off to me I mean there's a couple of banks over there there's some nice houses over there and on this busy road which is taking people to work beneath them there's a group of guys living in the gutter the gully residents have quickly drawn attention from their neighbors the local district councillor turns up unannounced for a frank exchange of views and if you do it, you can do it in about guess what? You're going to be at a disadvantage. Standing here, living underneath the gully, there is a reflection of that. Much the councillor's opinions aren't well received. It's, it's chaos, it's chaos. This, this lady who's a local councillor has come over to criticise the guys about the way they dress. And look what's happened. This way is because I want to choose this life and this is my life. I don't, I don't come and beg her Councillor Carrie Douglas wants the guys to be cleared out of the gully. Behind us is a certain residential community, right? And I get reports of petty theft. I get reports of persons entering illegally into their backyards whether to make out with other people or to use it as their bathroom. And I spoke to them about it and they admitted, they say it's true, it happens. That is a part of the reason why the commander for the New Kingston police will try to remove them from the gully because they are a threat to these people. So where do they go after them? I don't know. That, that is not my responsibility. I want to find out more about the police's plans for the gully. At the station, the officer in charge shares his views, but he doesn't want to go on camera. I had a very interesting conversation with the deputy superintendent. He said he hasn't got anything against homosexuals, he treats everybody equally, but he hopes, quote-unquote, that um, the rainwater will fill the gully and wash them away. Um, he sees them as the biggest problem that they have in Kingston right now, um, and they're not going to stop until they get rid of them. Their sexuality means the guys in the gully have been estranged from their families, ostracised from their communities, chased out of squats and violently attacked. Now their last place of refuge is under threat from the police and allies are in short supply. But there is one guardian angel looking out for them. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, now come on this side now. Yvonne McKellar-Sobers is making one of her twice-weekly food drops in the park opposite the gully. Oh, all right. Take off the bars, let me 76-year-old Yvonne is a hands-on human rights activist who has a passion for what others might call hopeless cases. So if they have any other problems other than the food, you help out with yes, that as well? Yes, yes, yes. 
Like, what other sort of problems do they have? Legal problems, <laughs> police problems, medical, and we try, yeah, and we try for the dental. The dental, we're not doing so good on, because just to find somebody who will, you know, treat them free. It's not only homeless gays who struggle for acceptance in Jamaica. Lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender lifestyles are regularly condemned in dancehall music, in the press and by most churches. The evangelical church in particular is growing strongly and helping to shape the country's moral tone. Bishop Alvin Bailey leads this congregation just outside Kingston. Can you be a homosexual or someone from the gay community and be a Christian? You can't be a practicing homosexual or a proponent of the practice of homosexuality and consider yourself a Christian at the same time. It is biblically inconsistent. The message to gay, you are one of those persons who practice one of those sins that the church thinks and knows that in fact you can redeem from. It sounds a very, very strong message. You're either on the wrong side of God or the right side of God. Do you think that can lead to violence. I want to make it extremely clear mm. that the church is not vi violent or the church is in fact preaching aggression, murders or anything that wounds or injures anybody, including homosexuals. So, so, so if persons want to use the message of the church and the gospel of the church as a means of being intolerant and in fact violent homosexuals, the church will not embrace that. Tomorrow is judgment day for the guys in the gully. The police area commander has told them that the gully is going to be cleared out once and for all. But nature has moved in first. Look at that. that How bad is it down there? Time to swim, we need a bone. And what are you going to do if it stays like this, if it carries on raining all day and night? If it continues like this, you can just sleep. After all, stand up. Yvonne arrives with another offering of food, but she'd like to do more. She's trying to establish a permanent shelter for homeless, gay and transgender people in Kingston. The commissioner and the, and the police have said that these guys are a nuisance and that uh, they've committed crimes. People in the area want them out. I, they're not angels, are they? I would be the last to speak about angels, but I'm simply saying that for anybody's behavior, there are reasons, there are problems. What we need to have is acknowledgement of where the behavior is dysfunctional, and it is, and something put in place to solve that. It's not enough to say, as the police will say, that essentially the youth need to be got rid of. Today's the day when the police said they're going to evict the guys, and right now it feels really surreal to me because um, you know, these guys have been literally beaten, abused for most of their lives and driven underground. And now, in a few hours, they're probably going to have nowhere to live. These guys are stashing their clothes 
in all sorts of places. They're basically using this road as if it's a cupboard or their bedroom. The morning wears on and there's still no sign of the police. A lot of the guys have scarpered because they were told by the police that they were coming in with the garbage disposal people, the waste management people, to clear out the gully. Now, we've just contacted the garbage disposal people and they said there was no such plan to do anything like that today. So it's all been a waste of time and I don't know whether it's just a cruel game being played on the guys by the police or the fact that it's April the 1st, but it's just terrible. The police later told us they have no powers to evict anyone from anywhere and that any officers who told the guys otherwise had made a mistake. For now at least, the heat is off and a few days after the eviction that never was, the guys are returning to their precarious underground existence. Most, like Sasha, have nowhere else to go. When did you come back? Um, so what now? Back in the gully for you? Yeah. I don't know as yet what's going to happen. But I'm coming to live in my life. I'm not living my life to please anyone. But all I said, I just want to get out of this. After years of battling hostility from all sides, Chrissy is now looking for a miracle to save her. Do you think one day you'll ever leave the gully? I think when, when I can't bear anymore, the Lord will send some angel for me, will let me feel relief. Right now I'm going through a very hard time. I see where I come from and I see my family. And I miss them a lot. This life I'm living is not for me, but I have to cope with it and bear it. But the Lord, the Lord will reveal me. <laughs> Sorry. Now, after being here a couple of weeks, I'm still trying to get my head round the lives the guys in the gully say they've been forced to live because they're gay. You know, they've been stabbed, they've been shot at, and they've been disowned by their families. But they say that even after all this trauma, they feel like it's a price worth paying if they're free to live the lives they want to live. And I think that is extremely brave. The Unreported World podcast accompanies the critically acclaimed Channel 4 television series. Explore more by visiting channel4.com slash unreportedworld where you'll find full programmes on 4OD that can be viewed from anywhere in the world and Unreported World Shorts, which give you the facts and context for each report in just a couple of minutes. Until next time, from me, Krishnagiri Murthy, goodbye.